Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 374. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Indeed, Bombus, Squarespace, and Memberful. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by my dear friend, Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello, it's me. Hello. And just me. Just you. Mike is on vacation. Mm-hmm. It's just me and you this week. Yes. And we can finally talk about the Mac. I mean... We talk about the Mac, finally. We're going to do some listener questions mm. that just like, as a spoiler, really, I did not I did not know what to expect. And we got some really weird questions. So that's going to be fun. We got some weird town going later. Yes. Yeah. But first we start with follow-up, and I have very important follow-up for you, Federico. Okay. Listeners may remember that we have physical trophies for the Rickies now, made by our friend Matt. Sure. They're made out of wood. They light up. They're fantastic. Mine is like right here on my desk, just to the right of my display. I love it. We were unable to use them as soon as we wanted to, though, because yours got lost in the mail. Well, I have big news. It has, after maybe like six months, returned to Matt. It showed up at his house today. It's back in America? They couldn't send it to you for some reason, and so they... Uh, they gave it back to uh, gave it back to Mac. Four months is what they say. I was correct. Not six months. Four months. So it is back. That is incredible. I'm so glad that it's back home. It is. Uh, quite quite the international travel. The poor trophy. Yeah, it just went to Europe for a little while, found itself, and then it, came back. The, the tr- it literally spent the summer in Europe. <laughs> it did. <laughs> 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 and then it came, it came home. Came home for Thanksgiving, basically. It did. It did. So <laughs> all I know is there are plans for this fourth trophy. I don't really know what that means. I'm afraid to know what it means, to be perfectly honest with you. But it may show up again. Related to this, Federico, the post office also lost your stuffed little Ricky character. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have a new one of those coming to me, and I'm going to put it in a UPS box with your mag tricky magnets and ship it to Thank you. Thank you so much. When it shows up. <laughs> Thank you. Third part of this follow-up. Has your hardware calendar showed up for me? Nope. Ugh. So I think that got lost as well. I may send that via UPS as well. As well. Yes, I think you may want to wait for that to come back and yeah. just make a single box and i'll pay you the ups yeah i'm just gonna ship you a giant box of things that belong to you thank you yes i mean do you want anything else from america you want some cookies or um you know some misinformation or something what is it john is usually like my uh, american retail smuggler but then i discovered big big apple buddy of course yes i heard you talk to mary about that and the great service they're now sending me promotional emails every time they have a sale going, which nice. is exciting. No, I don't think I, I don't think I need anything from America at the moment. Okay. Well, keep yeah, me posted. Thank you. So once that all shows up, I'll just send you a box of things. Perfect. One thing I could put in there is a nice screwdriver. How does that sound? Sound pretty good? Okay. I'm actually in need of a pro, of a better screwdriver. Are myself. you man, there is nothing better than a good like hand tool. You know, mm. maybe I'm showing my like my dad life off, but no, not at all. Yeah, it, just it's a little. If you're going to do a job, you want the right tool. So Coda and Peter, amongst others, wrote in about Apple's 
tool. So we've talked about this in light of their repair program they're going to start next year where you can order parts and tools. Uh, the brand we looked at last week, uh, Weha, W-I-H-A, Weha, I don't know how you'd say it. Uh, that's what they used to use. I have a bunch of those still. But now the brand they use is called Weera, which I think is what Mike said, and then I corrected him to the wrong brand. Mm. Anyways, there's a link in the show notes to this this tool. It looks amazing. Uh, it's like a whole set with like a uh, a handle and a bunch of drivers and stuff. And you can pick it up for a cool 120 bucks. Uh, how much? Wait, what? On Amazon, this kit is $123. Okay. Probably not going to be what Apple sells. And this thing's really fancy. Like you can set the uh the torque you want. So like you only need like this amount of pressure on a screw and then oh, it'll wow. stop at that point. Like it's Okay. No one actually needs this. This is very fancy, but if you wanted to know what they're using, that's what they're using. Okay, I know what to get you for your birthday. Yeah, $123 screwdriver, please. It's a professional screwdriver kit. That's what I'm getting uh, you. The link in the show notes to Amazon, you know, it'll uh, it'll be an affiliate link. So go buy some screwdrivers. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that's the end of our tool talk until this program opens up. And I'm excited about it, you know? Going to repair some phones or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm, maybe. Last week, we also spoke about reviewing the podcast. A bunch of listeners, Federico, have gone out and reviewed the show, which is very kind of them. Yes. Yes. And I thought maybe we could just take a look at that real quick. Okay. I want to start with an email I got. I got an email from listener Marcos. Okay. Uh, I believe Marcos is from Brazil, and he personally emailed me this review that they left on on the app store i really like the vibe the show so this is a five star review That's and the nice. subject is with them i feel connected nice. oh. i really like the vibe the show gives each one of the three uh, of the three complements the other it is a great experience. My only complaint is when Federico starts the show with ciao. You see, I am from Brazil and we speak Portuguese. The word ciao for means goodbye. Federico always confuses me with these words. And I think the show is ending before I get to know who Wanda Rick is. One out of five would not recommend. Uh, JK, great show. This is actually a five-star review. Thank you, Marcos. I didn't know that. Well, I guess, yeah, the thing with ciao is we use it both ways in Italy. Mm. It's both to say hi and to say goodbye. It's always ciao. That's all depending on Depending on your intonation, like you know... What it means, obviously, and depending on context, I mean, it's it's clear. I guess when it's said on a podcast or where it's written on a page, it could be confused. Mm. It's more of a, it's a universal contextual sort of greeting, I guess, and it works. Right. Like in real life, you know. I mean, right? It's like if you meet someone, you obviously, you're not saying goodbye. Right. You're saying, <laughs> you know? yeah. Unless you're just being rude. You know, it's like, get out of here. Let's say goodbye. <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've got a couple I just want to touch on. Uh, all the dark mode said, you will pay for what you have done, but five stars, so that's good. Okay. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Uh, someone called us the most entertaining Apple podcast, so thank you, David. Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure Handy Thinks got the point of the assignment. They said, best podcast app. This is the best podcast app. Multinational, nonsensical, but gotta love this player. Mm, Maybe we're, they think we're overcast or something? Well, to be fair, 
if we are if we if connector is playing in overcast we are overcast in that moment that's true right it's like team apple basically mm -hmm. and in that moment we are overcast that's true yeah very very meta yeah yeah really like podcast players just become whoever's speaking through them right exactly that's that's what i meant like a prophet or something you know you hear yes. the voice from above yes pretty much pretty much yes yeah, it's great lots of nice reviews thank you all please please continue please continue leaving reviews preferably just for connected and only five star reviews i'm, I'm just saying um yes you know those are the, the the ideal review is the connected one with five stars so i'm not trying to game the system here i'm just saying we like those yeah i don't think it's gaming the system no i mean apple likes people to interact with their platform so we're really doing exactly. apple we're podcast just a favor we're just pushing engagement that's right platform. yeah so so if anything we are doing apple a favor you know yeah that's, mm -hmm. that's what we're here for that's not what we're here for <laughs> apple's fine <laughs> they don't need they don't us, need us. <laughs> uh so thank you for all your reviews that's very kind made my day to look through those uh federico let's take our first break how does that sound all right let's do it this episode of Connected is brought to you by Indeed. It feels great when you finally get the right answer. The stars align, the numbers add up. The fastest way to reach your potential and to, to get these right answers is with the right people and the right jobs. If you're hiring, Indeed is the tool to get you there. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible, simply because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. You don't want to struggle on your own to find quality candidates, and you don't have to. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. It partners with you every step of the way, so you can find talent with the skills you need using tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, virtual interviews, and more. They have all these tools in one place. It takes away so much of what can otherwise be a daunting process. Thanks to Indeed's virtual interviews, you can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place. No need to install anything extra or hobble different services together. Indeed's virtual interviews work right in your browser, so you can interview virtually with no downloads, plugins, or other purchases. Start right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post. Go to Indeed.com connected that's indeed.com slash connected for a $75 credit. This offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more at indeed.com slash connected. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of the show. Did you have a good Cyber, Mon Cyber Monday? I think it was pretty good. I got a stream deck. So nice. yeah, it was pretty pretty good Cyber Monday. More about this in the pre-show for Connected Pro members. I wasn't even reaching for the plug, but you just did it. Mm -hmm. This is the plug though. Now's a great time to sign up for Connected Pro because if you go to giverelay.com, it's in the show notes, giverelay.com, now through December 17th, 22% uh, off new annual membership. So if you haven't joined... Or if you have someone in your life that, who may want to join or you want to send a link, you know, let's be honest. A lot of people like us, nerdy people, we're kind of hard to shop for, right? Like, mm. you know, it's just like we're hard to, to buy for. Well, maybe uh, 
maybe your parents or your spouse or your partner or your roommate, someone is looking for a gift to give you, send them this link and you can get signed up for any show on Relay FM. Give Relay.com 22% off. It's uh, it's uh, the best deal going in podcast memberships right now. Federico, what do people get if they join Connected Pro? Oh, they get a lot of extra content. Really, that's that's all that matters, is getting the secret content that we share before the show, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you get all those secrets coming directly into your ears, which is a great benefit, great advantage of a, of a, of a subscription, I think. Plus, the show is ad-free. Which is cool. Which is cool, which is cool. So you, you, you really get the best version of Connected. It's like getting Connected... You know, if it was an iPhone, this is the Pro Max version of Connected. It's called Pro, but it's also Pro Max, you know? Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's like that. It's, it's the best possible version of it. So why not get it? But also the That's secrets right. are cool. Like the, 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 the things we say on the pre-show, you know, chef's kiss emoji that doesn't exist but you got the idea (laughs) and of course if you sign up to to support connected or any other show you get the base relay fm benefits access to the members discord which is the best place on the internet uh wallpapers uh the crossover podcast which has a bunch of like other member only content in it lots of good stuff so give relay.com go check it out we have uh I don't want to say this is a ghost story to talk about. <laughs> well, it kind of is. Though. But it kind of is. Mark Gurman has been on the beat for a while now saying that Apple uh, is continuing to work on something like air power mm. or some sort of multi-charger. What do you make of all this? I feel like Mark is really <laughs> on team air power. And mm-hmm. it's been since the beginning. Um, it's, it's been reporting about this product ever since, you know, what was it, 2017? Uh, when we were yeah. talking yeah, it was the about iPhone this. 10. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, the idea is that Apple is still working away at this sort of multi device charging pad or charging station, whatever it's going to look like. Um, I feel like they have to keep working on this, right? Uh, they may have abandoned the original air power idea, but I also feel like it's kind of weird that that sort of product doesn't exist coming from Apple. Uh, you get companies like Belkin, for example. Um, they just announced the new version of the, uh, what's it called, the three-in-one charger that they have, the Boost Pro charger. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the latest version, which I still cannot get from Italy, by the way. Uh, you hopefully. need big Belkin, buddy. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Steven, BigAppleBuddy.com. Belkin boost do they have it let's see hold on hold on no they don't don't have it no look you're a famous apple pro blogger look i'm gonna get in touch with the big apple buddy get in touch with big apple buddy and say look like hey hook me up big apple buddy or you know john's listening Get John to mail you one. Or I guess I can mail you one with all your other stuff that I owe you. In that big UPS box. (laughs) Uh, We'll see. Anyway, uh, I think it's kind of weird when the likes of Belkin are making this kind of charging pads. They're not like free form as real as AirPower. But like 
what's the downside? You have a spot for the iPhone, you have a spot for your AirPods, and you have a spot for your Apple Watch. And the Apple Watch charger supports the new first charging of the Series 7. So Apple has something like this, which is the MagSafe Dual pad, port- like portable sort of travel charging pad. Yeah. I still have it. I really like it. I think it's too expensive. It is. Compared to what you can get from the competition. So I think they should keep working on this. MagSafe is now in the picture, right? And it, and it wasn't when AirPower was announced with the iPhone X. So maybe, you know, the, the arrival of MagSafe as, as sort of... Uh, sort of breathing new life into this idea internally at Apple. So I really hope that they do come up with something based on MagSafe and the new fast charging for the Apple Watch eventually. Yeah, I never really... The free the free form nature of AirPower, where you can just sit your stuff down wherever, like, that was cool, but were people really, like, really hungry for that? I mean, I've got the Material Dock by our friends at Studio Neat, and it's got MagSafe and the Apple Watch, so I can put my AirPods on it too. I'm totally fine having like, this is where this goes and this is where that goes, but all sort of in a self-contained mm-hmm. little place, right? Like that's just on my nightstand and that's where my things go to charge at night. And I just, I don't know like if the the air power, like free for all, you know, mm-hmm. uh, free range charging is something that I really need or want, you know? I'm, I'm totally <laughs> fine with these things go where they go. I think actually maybe in hindsight, it's actually better to have these charging pads where you have a like sort of clear instructions as to where to place the device. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like maybe it could be a problem. Like you, you would always have that sense of uncertainty. Like, have I placed the thing right? Mm. And especially now with MagSafe, I think it makes more sense to have an exact spot where you're like, okay, here's where I place my iPhone. It it snaps on magnetically yeah. and that's it. And I can rest assured that this thing will be charged overnight. And when I pick it up in the morning, it's a 100% battery. So I think Apple should do this still. It should be something like the Belkin one. It should take advantage of MagSafe and the new charging that they have for the Apple Watch. I am surprised that this thing still doesn't exist. If the problem, if all the delays, because we've we've been getting these rumors since last year that Apple was still actually working on something like air power internally. Uh, Some of these so-called leakers who were talking about this last year, I think. Um, And I think if if the holdup is having the free-form placement... Just let it go. Just use MagSafe and have separate areas for the devices. Nobody will care, no. and uh, and everybody will just get the Apple one because when like when you get the Apple version of something, it's usually good enough for most people. And I don't think the MagSafe Duo is as versatile as Apple thinks it is. No, especially at the price. Yeah, I mean we've got one because it is fantastic for travel. Like we, you know, had a yes. camping trip uh, over the. Towards the end of the summer, and we had bought one of these. And it's nice. And one thing like MagSafe gives you, like, it's like, yeah, like, I know for sure that this phone is charging because it clipped in place. And yep. something I had not considered until we just started talking about it is, surely Apple knew MagSafe was on the horizon in 2017, right? Like, I'd imagine these things take a long time. Mm, good point. <laughs> so it was like, there was there one team working on air power with this, like, free-for-all, like, charging Matt, and then like down the hall, someone's working on MagSafe thinking, 
you don't have to put it anywhere because it's just going to like, you know, go right where it belongs. Very strange to me. Yeah, so I'm going to try and get the, the Batkin one uh, in the meantime. Um, I do wonder, you know, this, kinds of, this, this kind of accessory, if the rumor is true, I could see this being one of the things that Apple releases in, you know, before the spring. Like, they usually launch stuff in the winter, right? When when everything comes down. Didn't they used to do, like, the ma- the battery cases? Um, yeah. In, 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 like, around the holiday season? Yeah, I think because it's like, hey, you can just get this because everyone you know has an iPhone. And it's, you know, a good gift for, you know, 129 yep. bucks or whatever. So yeah, I mean they're they're definitely not above like accessories pretty late in the year. Like we got the head pods. What are they called? The AirPods Max. The AirPods Max. Head pods. Uh you know they were they were in December. Oh yeah. Was it last year? It was last year, I think. Yes, it was last year. Huh. I think. Apple announces yeah. AirPods Max. And it was just a press release, right? December 8th, 2020. So almost a year ago, next week. Wow, we can have a a a, 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 a throwback episode next week. <laughs> yeah, that's when. Uh, that's also I'm gonna be getting my booster shot before the episode next week. So that's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. So you're gonna be sleepy, and I'll talk about headphones I don't own. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay. Uh, we may need John to join us next week. <laughs> Maybe John, please, if you're listening, I think he's listening. Please, con- there's a good chance you may have to clear a schedule for next week, Wednesday at my seven. Come on, the show next week. So we've we've talked about MagSafe a lot. I mean, it continues to be something that I really enjoy using. Like I've got a puck on my desk, the one on my nightstand. You know, I don't use it in the car. I tried a couple of the. In fact, Belkin was one of them. The MagSafe. Like car mounts, they all still required plugging in via lightning, which is fine for me because I, I use wired CarPlay in my truck. Although, spoiler alert, this box right here, can you hear this? Yeah. This is a wireless CarPlay receiver that I'm going to review. Oh, no. I haven't opened it yet. Wow. So okay. I'm going to give that a shot. But uh, I think the vents in my truck are like weird because any sort of mount I've ever tried, you know, most of them like clip into the vents, you know what I'm talking about? And it would just like flop yeah. down. Like they're not very mm. uh, robust, I guess. Yeah. So no no fancy car mount for me with MagSafe. Hmm. Which is probably good anyways, because I got CarPlay right there. So the, the, the phone goes in like a little storage thing next to the, the shifter. Right. What does your phone go when you drive? Uh, I have a back-in uh, car vent um, MagSafe thing. Okay, so your vents are good. You got good vent energy. Yeah, good good vents. Uh, the MagSafe uh, um, attachment that they have is really strong. It never detached, even with the <laughs> precarious conditions of the, the roads in Rome. Mm-hmm. It never actually detached. Actually, one of my favorite like accessory purchases of the past year. It's really, really good. It's really good, really good. The Discord pointed me to the Spigen One Tap Pro designed for MagSafe fast wireless car charger. Parentheses. Magnetically levitate and fast charge iPhone 13, 12 models, even the Max model. That's magnetically levitate. So yeah. Okay. Sure. Levitate. It's not levitate. It's right there in the Amazon. Who is searching Amazon for levitate <laughs> iPhone stand? 
<laughs> I guess some people are. I mean, clearly it's in the name. Like they know what they're doing, it's, I guess. I love I love how it says at the end of the parentheses, even the max model. Even like, the max model. Even the max model. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. I don't I don't I don't think I'm gonna buy this, but that's cool. Mm. Levitate. <laughs> <laughs> you like turn a corner and your phone just levitates right out the window just hovering there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we may be reviewing air power in the future this is what mark german says still Maybe. working on it. Hmm. it it seems like such an obvious move for apple to do more charging accessories everybody needs them and they could do something nice but maybe they're happy to let belkin and others do it who knows and there really are the reason why I keep bringing up MagSafe is that they really are embracing MagSafe everywhere. Uh, even the AirPods, they have it now. Uh, the, the AirPods 3, and I think we, we all sort of uh, collectively forgot about this, but Apple is now selling AirPods Pro with a MagSafe-compatible case. Yeah. Um, there's a new slightly updated revision of the AirPods Pro with the MagSafe case. And so they really are embracing MagSafe. They should be doing more MagSafe stuff. And all they are doing is... Case Wallet and the MagSafe Duo. Mm-hmm. I really would like to see Apple do more MagSafe accessories. Yeah, just go wild with it. Put magnets in everything. It's easy money for them. People are gonna get the Apple version of anything. I mean, oh yeah, people are buying a polishing cloth from Apple. So <laughs> I you mean, know. yeah, I mean, you talked to the New York Times about it. Yeah, exactly. I'm Mr. Vitici talking about polishing cloths on, on the Times. So I think about that like three times a day. It's like, oh yeah, Federico. <laughs> Talking about the cleaning cloth in the New York I w- Times. I was, I was cleaning up my, my iCloud drive today and I stumbled across the, the audio uh, recording of the interview that I did on the phone with the New York Times. I was like, man, that was, what a wild week. <laughs> 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 with, with the memes and the tweets and then the New York Times interview, it's, uh, yeah. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Bombus. Bombus' mission is really simple. To make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So this holiday, when you gift Bombas to someone on your list, you're also giving Bombas to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, which I appreciate. I don't like tags. It all has a luxurious, cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them perfect for cozy winter layers. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. I'm wearing a pair right now. It's the only thing in my sock drawer. It's the only thing in my wife's sock drawer, too. She, she got me to buy her a bunch of Bombas socks. They come in performance styles for all types of sports, uh, holiday styles when you're feeling festive, and lots more. Their t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, perfect weight, so they hang just right. Bombas underwear has a barely there feel. They might make you uh, forget they're even there, but you know, in a good way. Bombas, coziest gift for everyone and anyone on your list. They even have these festive gift boxes so you don't have to wrap gifts. I'm really bad at wrapping gifts, so I appreciate that. Socks, underwear, and t-shirts. This is really cool and really important. They're the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters, in that order. So Bombas donates one for every item you buy. They have this big network of partners they give through, and it's really helping those in need. So you can give back when you purchase the perfect gift for someone in your life. I, I love this about Bombas. 
Go to bombas.com slash connected and get 20% off any purchase during their big holiday sale. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash connected for 20% off. That URL one more time, bombas.com slash connected. Our thanks to Bombas for their support of the show and Relay FM. Uh, Federico, you wrote this piece. It really caught my eye, uh, and I wanted to talk to you about it. Uh, you wrote this on a website called Mac Stories. Mac yeah, St- oh, I get yeah. it. Mac Stories. Mac Stories. MacStories.net. They had me as a guest just for this article. Oh, that was fun. yes. Uh, so you sent them a cold email saying that you write guest posts. <laughs> I, I wrote an email with the subject guest post collaboration. Mm, my and, favorite. And I started the he- I started the email with, with dear sir or madam, um, I would like to request a ga- a paid guest post collaboration, and attached I sent a Word file uh, written with Microsoft Word, and they published my story. So that was cool. That is cool. But they didn't they didn't pay me though. What's well, for the exposure? This this guy. I believe his name is Jack, J- 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 Joseph, John. 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 He told me, yeah, you know, it's for the exposure. This yeah. w- is a great opportunity for you. You're going to go places and everything. It's like, okay, I guess I'll do it. So, so you wrote this piece, and in this piece you talk about how there seems to be a disconnect between the teams writing apps like Reminders or Notes, I think those are two of the examples you use, how those apps get new features, but those features aren't exposed in shortcuts. Right. So, for example, yeah. Reminders got tags and smart list folder, you know, slash folders this year, and good stuff. But the shortcuts, you know, side of the things, like, don't have any access to those new features. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I, so I want to read back to you something you wrote. This is the part that really jumped out at me. If I had to guess, much of this problem boils down to Apple's internal structure and how different teams communicate, whether or not they are aware of each other's latest work. And then you mentioned tags and reminders not being there. Mm-hmm. We can't know the answer to this question. All we know is the predicament we're currently in. The reminders, actions, and shortcuts for iOS and iPadOS 15 have no tagging support whatsoever. This is it. Despite tagging and SmartList being the highlight of the reminders update this year. Right. It's like the thing in reminders. And yeah. you sort of lay out this argument of like, who is responsible for this? Is the reminders team responsible for going and making yep. sure their shortcuts actions are updated? Or is like the shortcut squad who are busy, you know, porting to Swift UI and having a bad time on the Mac, like, are they responsible for going around and making sure they support everything these other teams? are doing like brilliant question. And I think you've really nailed like what's going on here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that, that's the thing, right? So when people come into shortcuts, they look at the library of built-in actions, which is the greatest advantage of shortcuts. Even start like the, even from the very first version of workflow from now, seven years ago, I believe the workflow anniversary is coming up. Let's see workflow. Mac Stories. It was December 2014. Has it been that long? Yeah, December 11, 2014. That's when I published my review of Workflow. But even from that very first version, the, the biggest advantage of Workflow was you open it up and it's got hundreds of actions for the things and apps already on your system, right? And 
As time went on, of course, Apple added more actions, more, more apps got shortcuts integration. But we're now at a point where I, I think there are two underlying problems that I would like Apple to... I would like to see Apple address in the near future, maybe next year. Uh, the first one, which is the, the, le- the least concerning one, I think, is the, the disconnect between multitasking and windowing control on macOS and on iPadOS. Um, there are some shared concepts in how you manage multitasking and how you manage windowing between the Mac and iPadOS. Uh, the split view terminology, for example, is the same um, how you can tile windows is sort of similar. But there is a, a, a... Basically, Apple did a bunch of windowing actions this time in Shortcuts for Mac. None of those exist in iPadOS. Um, split view should be unified, I think. Uh, these actions should be more consistent between platforms. These are the two platforms that support multi-windowing and com- more complex multitasking than an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And these actions, they should be consistent everywhere. But the more concerning um, problem for me is exactly what I described in the story, which is there's shortcuts, the shortcuts app in iOS, iPadOS, and macOS. And every year, Apple releases new versions of these operating systems. And these OSs, they come with either new or updated apps. And Apple makes a big deal out of the new designs or the new features that they've added to the apps. Look at Reminders, FaceTime, Notes. Um, they got a redesign years ago, and every year, every year Apple adds some major new functionality to those apps. Now, I would expect that there should be, you know, th- that the apps and the shortcuts integrations for those apps, they should advance in lockstep, right? That's what you would expect. But this is not what's going on right now. If you remember years ago when we used to have, you know, we used to be concerned and worried about the Mac versions of Apple's system apps Mm -hmm. being one or two years behind their iPhone and iPad versions, this is what's happening now with shortcuts. The actions for many, many Apple apps are at least a couple of years behind the features that Apple shipped in the in the apps themselves. Tagging in reminders is an excellent example. Um, there are still, for example, photos. Uh, the photos app got some major search um, updates over the years, like how you can search for people objects. Like that's been around for three, four years, I think. And the photo search integration in shortcuts has no idea whatsoever what it means to search photos for content or people or places. Um, There's tons of little things like that. And it makes me wonder, is it too optimistic to think that shortcuts as an extension of those apps should be updated alongside the app? Or... Am I right in what I'm saying here? And Apple should do better. Now I'm gonna flip this problem. Okay. Maybe maybe think about it this way. Imagine if reminders got updated, right? Or notes got updated, but the share extension of reminders didn't. Right? So 
Imagine if one of the, because this is the problem with, this is the, not the problem, but the reality of modern Apple apps. They're not just about the app anymore. They're not just about the little icon that you put on your home screen anymore. They have a Siri integration. They have a shortcuts integration. They have keyboard support on iPad. They have a widget. They have a share extension. Like they have all these separate but related components. And all of them, right? All of them, they get updated. Every year, reminders get tagging, get smart lists. Um, you know, you can see those features in in Siri. You can, well, maybe to an extent, in Siri, you can see them in the share extension. You can see the keyboard support on iPad. You can see them in the widget, of course, but not in shortcuts. So there's always these shortcuts being the one module, if you want to call it that, that is lagging behind. Now, I'm also aware that I really think, well, I really think Apple is, is you know, they, they know about this. I think they are, and this is my personal theory based on, you know, conversations that I hear from time to time. I think they are making some changes to make sure that this doesn't happen anymore. And that's ultimately why I published that story. That story came out in Mac Stories Weekly for club members. And then I decided, you know, I'm going to post it for free on Mac Stories as well. Let's face it, you know, Apple, they look at websites, they listen to podcasts. Yeah. And what we <laughs> hey, do... Hey, Tim. <laughs> what we do... Yes, hi, Tim Apple. Uh, what we do, what we say to an extent can steer or can help steer things in a certain direction. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's obvious, right? Look, people are talking about this. People are responding to this. Maybe we should do something here if our users are you know, reacting to this kind of problem. And that's why I decided to put it out on Mac Stories. This is the time to file your feature requests, you know, before, you know, when, when Apple is, you know, I don't want to say they're finalizing their work on iOS 16, but this is the time to do it, right? Yeah, they know so, what it's going to be or they're getting close to, to it. I think the, 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 big, the big picture problem here is I hope that Apple can come up with a process internally to make sure that shortcuts actions, they are not... Here's another way to look at this, Stephen. I hope that Apple comes up with a process so that shortcuts actions do not end up like watch faces hmm. <laughs> that get released and never updated again. Yeah, it... it I get the sense that it, it's... it's the, the problem is these teams, or a part of the problem is these teams are really busy... And shortcuts just doesn't have the priority that new features have. And I think what Apple should do is like basically just have have a rule. Like if you implement a new feature in a system app, yeah. you need to expose that to shortcuts. And they need to go back and and catch stuff up. I mean, just just this morning, I was working on a shortcut because uh a different topic, but uh, I'm exploring Apple Notes again after being in craft for a year. And, Interesting. Okay. And I was like, hey, I want to make a shortcut that I can put in the share sheet and I can pick from a list of my podcasts and append whatever the share sheet saw to that note for that podcast. You know, because I just save links and stuff throughout the week. And then when it's time to prepare for a show, I can open the Apple Note and see what I've collected, compare it with what y'all have collected, everything else. Hmm. Best I can tell, nearly impossible <laughs> to do because like the append note action is super janky and notes just doesn't have a lot of 
good support and shortcuts, which is a shame because like notes is, I mean, let's see if you agree with this. It's maybe the best example right now of Apple taking an, a, a system app and really implementing on it year after year after year. Like it was a joke for years. Yes. I would say reminders is a close second. I mean, do you remember like the old notes? It's like we're going to sync with an IMAP folder. It's like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Yeah. And it's it's world class now. But then you go to interact with it in shortcuts and it's like, you know, good luck. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Notes is like the notes actions. This is in the story also. Like the notes actions were released, what, three years ago? Probably. Yeah. 2018, I think. Um, and they never got updated. Never. Um, it's They are still limited to plain text, for example. Uh, and notes, very famously, it can hold rich text. It can ha- it's got rich formatting controls. It can do um, uh, link previews, link thumbnails. It can do tables. It can do attachments within a note. Um, if you try and pass an image or a PDF in shortcuts uh, to the note action, you know what happens? <laughs> it it creates a, a note with a plain text file name of that image <laughs> or PDF document. Yes, it that's what I wanted. Puts in, it literally puts in img underscore 23 dot png. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> That hurts so bad. Yeah. So I really think your su- your suggestion is the right one. Obviously, we do not work at Apple. Uh, we, we do not know how, uh, functionally speaking, these teams cooperate and communicate. But I think it's, it's generally like a good rule of thumb to say, if there's a new feature, make sure this feature works in Siri, share extension, keyboard, shortcuts. Like, you have to consider this sort of... Uh, ecosystem of surrounding components right this this uh, features that sort of gravitate around the app and you need to make sure that those features are all up to date as well i hope that i th- well i think apple is aware of this i think they're doing things around this obviously obviously it doesn't help that um, the shortcuts rollout this year was rocky to say the least the swift ui uh, redesign was really still is problematic right uh, yeah there's still a lot of issues it's getting much better on the mac with the beta uh, in fact i believe uh, monterey 12.1 beta 4 just came out a few minutes ago mm-hmm, so I saw I'm, that. I'm gonna i'm gonna update to that right away because the shortcuts fixes are plenty in monterey i have to assume that that the shortcuts team was very distracted by by that ongoing situation with Swift yeah. UI. But once that's in a, in a I don't want to say settled, but once that's in, in in a decent state, uh I hope that they can take a good look at all these actions and say, okay, how can we modernize them? Because it's such a shame, you know, to only add new actions. Apple adds new actions every year. But they should also consider the existing ones and make sure that they get updated for how that feature has changed over time. Yeah, uh, hopefully they can they can make that work because they've made such a big deal of it being like the future of automation. And saying that on the Mac is like a pretty serious statement, <laughs> right? It, it is a, uh, it's a big deal yeah. to a lot of people. 
And if they if they don't take it seriously, then it's hard to get you know third parties or users to take it seriously too. And I think they risk that by letting their stuff grow stagnant. <sighs> Shortcuts. What are you gonna I do? I know. I know. Make a shortcut to make me feel better. I'll try. This episode of Connected is made possible by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they've got you covered with everything you need. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering, making it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. We talked about GiveRelay.com earlier. Uh, The whole thing, single page, built in Squarespace. Very easy to do. I made these really nice galleries with all of our show art. And one of the things I like using in Squarespace, you don't have to because their design tools are great. But if you want to write your own CSS, if that's a thing that you do, uh, you can do that. They have all these power options as well. So there's some custom CSS on that site. And you would never know because it's all very seamless to integrate. It's really cool. They have these great looking templates, use drag and drop tools to bring in content, change fonts and colors, the products you have on sale. Everything is just a few clicks away. And of course, everything's optimized for mobile, so your content looks great on any device. Use Squarespace to turn your big idea into a new website. Showcase your work, publish a blog post or a podcast, promote your business, announce upcoming events, and so much more. Head to squarespace.com slash connected for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to go, use the offer code connected to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash connected. And we decide to sign up, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Connected and all of RelayFM. So you're, you're a Mac user now. I'm trying to be like I'm. I'm testing this MacBook Pro that Apple sent me. I'm playing around with it. Um, I want to write about it. I am writing about it already in the context of shortcuts. But I, you know, I I have a lot of a lot of catching up to do here, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to briefly talk about this. We have a as, as we said at the beginning of the show, we have an excellent Q and A segment coming up. But before we get to that, I wanted to share some of, sort of a, a, an appreciation segment for some of the techniques and some of the utilities that I'm sort of rediscovering as I familiarize myself with macOS again. Um, That doesn't mean that, uh, I guess I've seen some people say this, oh, you're a Mac user again. Um, I still prefer writing on my iPad Pro. I still prefer actually working on my iPad Pro, but um, I'm actually having fun with this MacBook Pro a ton. And something that really bothered me years ago is no longer an issue, which is all my automations, all my shortcuts are here now. So honestly, without shortcuts on the Mac, I don't think I would enjoy this this MacBook as much as I am right now, uh, which is another topic, but still. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm rediscovering some macOS things, some apps, some ideas that are fun. Uh, and I want to mention a few of these, um, in, just in random order of uh, appreciation. Uh, Rocket, the emoji utility. This is really an excellent app. Um, so Rocket, it lets you enter emoji anywhere in any text field on macOS. 
sort of by using the same syntax of Slack. So you type a colon and then you start typing something like eyes or smile or waving, right? And it suggests emoji that match that name, which is cool. It works in any text field, right? It works in the in, in iMessage, in mail, in Slack, in Discord, on Tweetbot, right? It works everywhere. But the thing that really makes it special for me is if you get the pro version, which I believe is like a $14 purchase, you can add your own custom definitions for emoji. So for example, I didn't like the waving suggestion for the, you know, the, the emoji of the hands that, you know, says hello. I wanted to associate the words hello and hi with that emoji because those words, they match the way that iOS suggests those emoji above the keyboard. And with Rocket Pro, you can do that. You, you open the main app, you select emoji, and in a sidebar, you add your own custom suggestions, custom words to trigger emoji. And next time you use Rocket, you type a colon, and then you type a hello, and you see that emoji. And it's excellent. And I've been going in and adding my own definitions for emoji. It's really, really well done. And it makes this is one of those things that you can only get on macOS because this kind of utility, you know, that you type something and a custom UI pops up above the cursor, just cannot exist on iOS and iPadOS. So great time saver, especially the pro version with the ability to add your own custom things. Um, do you use Rocket, Stephen? I I do. Uh, it is fantastic, and yeah, I, I just I love being able to type the colon key anywhere because i'm so used to that from slack and now discord that i i do want it absolutely everywhere it's it's great yeah. it's one of those things where if i'm on like my wife's computer it's like oh why doesn't this work <laughs> second thing better touch tool like yes. i think we're all familiar with better touch tool better touch tool is amazing this is like you can create custom triggers for any sort of action that you want to speed up and automate on your computer the amount of triggers available in Better Touch Tool is kind of ridiculous to the point where there are so many, you probably don't even know that you can do something that you think it's impossible, but you can actually do it with Better Touch Tool. Uh, just a few days ago, I discovered, for example, that you can have custom hot corners as a trigger in Better Touch Tool. So you know the hot corners feature of macOS, which by the way, I still think hot corners are like the unsung hero of macOS. <laughs> Such a great feature that I've been using forever. Um, but I wanted, and again, there's an argument here, why didn't Apple make this? I wanted to trigger a shortcut when uh, when uh, when I uh, when my when the cursor went over the bottom right hot corner on nice. the display, and that's not possible. But in Better Touch Tool, you can, under the other category of triggers, uh, you can add a trigger for a hot corner. And of course, Better Touch Tool has been updated for Monterey. It's got a run shortcut action. And it's literally just that. You say custom trigger, hot corner, action, run shortcut. That's it. Now, when I place the cursor on the bottom right hot corner, uh, my shortcut runs. Really, really excellent. And there are triggers for anything, right? Um, I made a, a custom gesture trigger, which is a three-finger double tap. So anywhere on macOS, I can double tap with three fingers and it runs a shortcut. 
that I chose. Uh, you can do keyboard shortcuts, of course. Keyboard shortcuts, of course. You can do uh, custom hotkey triggers. I believe the developer um, is working on something called the notch bar, which is like replacing better touch tools, previous touch bar integration with something for the notch on the new MacBook Pro. You can actually use the notch itself as a trigger, which is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like, if I place the cursor under the notch and click, do something. Like, I, I haven't done that, but it's possible. So, yeah, um, better touch tool, really incredible for any kind of action that you want to either chain together, like do two things in a row, or as I think it's a really it's it's my favorite shortcuts companion right now, because you can run shortcuts from Better Touch Tool, but you can also do it the other way around. In shortcuts, you can use Better Touch Tools actions, and there are so there are like fifty different actions uh, that Better Touch Tool provided for shortcuts on Monterey. So. Really fantastic sort of two-way integration between better touch tool and shortcuts going on right now. Uh, I am rediscovering, of course, Keyboard Maestro. Yes, another another great. Yeah, Keyboard Maestro does a lot of things that shortcuts can now do, but it also still does a lot more that shortcuts cannot do. For example, the shortcuts window management actions right now are really broken and super slow to use. So slow. And what is it doing? I, know. I don't know. I don't know. It takes like 30 seconds to run. I have no idea. I wanted to create a, uh, a macro to basically replicate how I create split views on my iPad, but on the Mac. Like I wanted to take the, the front post window, tile it to the left side of the screen, bring up a picker, like a picker UI, to choose the second app, and the second app gets placed on the right. Basically, sort of what I do on the iPad, but done in a macro automated fashion on macOS. And Better Touch Tool, it lets me, um, sorry, Keyboard Maestro lets me do that. There are some wild actions here, like move and resize front window, and you can use maths, like you can use... Uh, calculations to get the window size exactly right. Um, there are actions that Shortcuts doesn't have. Like, this is an excellent one. Pause macro until the front application changes. Like, I was looking exactly for this kind of feature because what I was doing is I'm using the picker UI the Keyboard Maestro has to let me manually pick the app that I want to tile to the right side of the screen. But I was running into a problem where Keyboard Maestro was activating the picker, but it was also continuing the execution of the macro, and it was failing. And I wanted to have sort of like a smart pause action. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was thinking, I just want this to pause until I'm done. And sure enough, Keyboard Maestro has an action for it. Yep, it's got a, uh, a built-in pause. It's a, it's a built-in pause, but it's the kind of, like, it's a pause that you can configure. Yeah. Like... And one of the options is until the front window changes. Like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. Um, so, yeah, I'm using Keyboard Maestro a lot for windowing-related uh, automations. Really well done. And, of course, there's a bunch of other things you can get really esoteric with Keyboard Maestro. Mm -hmm. But I'm taking th things slow, starting from the basics, and I really appreciate how complex it is 
how rich it is. Like it's got this deep catalog of, of actions. Uh, and again, good example of something that you can do on macOS that you cannot do on iPadOS. Kind of ironic how I'm using this to replicate some iPadOS behaviors on the Mac. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was funny. Yeah, especially all the win- the window management stuff. It, it cracks yeah. me up. But um, yeah. I'll have in the show notes. Uh, we have done Mac Power User episodes on both Better Touch Tool and Keyboard Maestro. Like went really deep on both of them. You can totally use them at the same time. Like there's obviously overlap in some of what they do, but they're both like pretty classic power user tools on the Mac. And I've been really encouraged that both of them have jumped into the shortcut support with both feet. Like I was a little afraid when the, when shortcuts first got announced that it kind of sucked the air out of the room for these other automation tools. And so far, the, I think the opposite has been true, where now these tools can do even more because they integrate with shortcuts. And that's really exciting to me. And lastly, I want to mention CleanShot X. This is... Oh, yeah. You and Mike are all about this app. This is so... Like, it does a lot of things. I don't need a lot of things from it. But the three things that it does are excellent. Again, I'm not taking advantage of all the options that this app provides, but I'm going to mention a few that I've become to really rely on. Um, You can take a screenshot. And it's got the same UI that you get on iPadOS and uh, and iOS with a floating thumbnail in the bottom left corner of the display. You can hover with a pointer over that thumbnail, right? And as you do, there's a copy button. So you can copy the screenshot to the clipboard and that's it. Without saving it, without having to dismiss it manually. You can dismiss it manually if you want, but you can just take a screenshot, hover, copy, done. Like you don't, you're not saving anything. You don't have to do anything else. Then you open Slack or Discord or Twitter and you paste. That's like, I want that from, from iPadOS and iOS as well. You can sort of do it on iPadOS. This is a, a teachy tip, like uh, not so well-known uh, option in iPadOS. When you take a screenshot, you and when you get the floating thumbnail, you can long press the thumbnail to invoke the share sheet, which of course has a copy button. That gesture is so broken. The timing is super weird. The visual feedback of it is super weird, but it works. This thing that CleanShot X does is better because you can just hover, click the copy button, and you're done. These thumbnails you can drag over shortcuts in your dock so if you've added a shortcut to your dock and again go check out the story that john did uh about this like different ways to uh turn shortcuts into apps uh, he published that on mac stories today um but you can drag these thumbnails over shortcuts in your dock and that will be treated as a file input Ooh, so you can that's cool yeah so I added to my doc a shortcut that uploads images to my CDN. All I need to do now is take a screenshot, grab the thumbnail, drag it over my upload shortcut in the doc, and it runs. And it takes that image as input. And lastly, I love how in CleanShot X, when you take a screenshot of a window, of a single Mac window, it doesn't do the drop shadow like transparency thing 
that yeah. always looks kind of weird. Yeah, it looks it old. Fra- <laughs> it looks old. It frames the window with your desktop wallpaper. Ooh. It puts a, it puts a like a like it pads the screen the the window with some of your desktop wallpaper. It looks re- so much better and personalized because it takes from your wallpaper. And there are some other nice touches like when you take screenshots or when you record video because clean shot can also record video, it automatically hides all the icons on your desktop so everything looks always more professional when you take a screenshot. It can do GIFs, it can do videos. It's really well done, but these three features are the ones I love the most about CleanShot. Okay. I've downloaded it because now you and, and Mike have both spoken so highly of it. So it's uh, it's now my menu bar. Little little icon up there. Nice. nice. And according to Zach, oh, thank you, Zach, for sharing this in the Discord. See why the Discord is useful? Uh, so that you, you can get these tips from people like Zach. Zach says you can right-click on the, syst- on the system screenshot pop-up, so the Apple one, uh, on macOS to copy to the clipboard. So this is nice. You, the Apple version also supports this. Apparently, you can right-click and copy. I still kind of prefer the CleanShot version where you just hover and copy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, CleanShot comes with a bunch of other options and I really recommend you check it out. I have remapped the default, screen sh- uh, the default keyboard shortcuts for screenshots to CleanShot and I've been using that since, you know, basically day one that I got my MacBook Pro because John was and Mike, they were speaking both so highly of, of CleanShot and they were right. This is cool. All right, I'm going to check it out. I have it installed. All right, all right. How do you feel, I mean, coming from an iPad where you, you know, pretty famously can't run these, like, system utilities all the time, right? Like, you can run shortcuts, but you got to go to the shortcut or trigger it from the share sheet or something. And with the Mac, you can have these utilities, like Hazel also comes to mind. These utilities that are basically available to you all the time, everywhere it's a really different way of thinking yeah. about things yeah do you think i mean i'm sure you want this on ipad os but like do you see a world where something like better touch tool or, or keyboard maestro could even be possible on ipad os or do you think apple views this as like well that's a thing for the mac but not in this world that we have now well i feel like i don't think we're ever gonna see utilities like well, no, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the expression never. Uh, but I think it's it's very unlikely that we're going to get those kinds of utilities on, on iPad. I do think that shortcuts w- should and will grow. I'm very confident that it will. I think it should grow exponentially on iPadOS in terms of system-wide application control. I think those, I, I think more automation on iPad will come from shortcuts. I still think... Obviously, iPadOS is, uh, you know, now that I can do a proper comparison between the two, it's very clear to me how iPadOS is a condensed, sort of more distilled, maybe, version of macOS. I still actually, like, honestly, like, I've been trying this computer for a month now, and what I said on day one is still true. I still prefer the multitasking of iPadOS. Mm-hmm. I never manually resize windows on macOS. And sure, maybe maybe old habits die hard. Maybe I need another month with macOS to become a, you know, uh, a resizable window guy. But I still think there's aspects of iPadOS that I prefer myself 
to to macOS just because there's so much more clear and yeah distilled as is a good expression i think it, it encapsulates what i mean it's like the same feature but stripped down of things you most likely do not need but at the same time i still think there should be more system-wide sort of like extension points on iPadOS. Things like the, the copy and paste menu. You should be able to add extensions from apps there. Like you should be able to customize that menu. You should be able to have uh, sort of utilities running in, in the status bar or in control center, like custom things that are always there. And I think Apple can get to the point where they take some of the benefits of macOS and the wild ecosystem of utilities that you can install on a Mac. And I think they can distill that down to a more sort of curated, if you will, approach where you're like, yeah, now you can install extensions in the copy and paste menu. Or now you can trigger your shortcuts from anywhere with the keyboard shortcut. Like taking some of the essentials, and and this is what they've been doing you know, this past five years with iPad, right? Mm -hmm. Taking the core of something coming from the Mac, simplifying it, modernizing it for iPad, but carrying, bringing it over to iPadOS. And I think they should consider doing this for these kinds of like system-wide things that you can do. Why not, right? iPadOS, I think is in need of, like it needs some some new life in it hmm. in terms of like pro stuff this is a point that i actually made in my review in september um ipadOS 15 it's more intuitive for a lot of people but it doesn't ultimately unlock anything new for existing users like 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 us like it it doesn't bring any major new changes i mean sure the shelf is in there but like it it doesn't add more split view controls or options um you know it, it uh, sure there's the keyboard stuff which is great but it doesn't really unlock like system-wide um, triggers for shortcuts, for example, like that sort of stuff. In I feel like iPadOS 16 would be a good time to really do new power user things, whether it's um, you know shortcuts in more places, new extension points, external display integration. I feel like iPadOS 15 was about updating the foundation, you know, having this new baseline. And I would like to see more macOS features be updated, simplified, distilled, use whatever verb you want to use for iPadOS 16 next year. It'd be cool. And it's the thing that really kills me about it is it's not like the iPad lacks the horsepower to no. have something available to you all the time. Like it's purely a software play, <laughs> right? Like your, your iPad Pro is an M1 in it. Like, it can run something in the background all the time, but it feels like it's one of those things where it's still sort of chained to the past, maybe. Well, I'm glad you're checking out cool Mac apps. Uh, I love that you are. Do you feel like there's something missing that you want to explore or like, or are you just like having a good time seeing what's out there? Uh, I, I barely dipped my toes in the, in the stream deck uh, ecosystem, like a, Again, go listen to the pre-show for more context on this. That's an aspect that I want to explore more. Um, uh, much of my attention has been going into the shortcuts for Mac um, sort of story 
mm-hmm. narrative lately. Like, what's going on there? What can you do? I feel like I want to try and figure out more the the multitasking and windowing situation. I I still think I must be missing something because I still find myself. And again, I'm sure that one of the factors here is ten years, nine years of iPad muscle memory. I am going into my almost ten years of working on an iPad. Twenty twelve is when I started considering it as as my main computer. Um, so I'm sure that a decade of muscle memory doesn't help here, but I want to try and understand better. Can I be more efficient? Ultimately, that's the question. Like, can I be more efficient if I use more than two windows at once? And again, maybe maybe a fourteen inch computer is also not the the, the most ideal device for that. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I want to learn more about Stream Deck and this kind of like physical triggers for automations. Um, look into look more into. Um, integrating shortcuts with Keyboard Maestro and AppleScript and figuring out over time the advantages of multitasking. And maybe I'll, you know, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll try this and I'll realize at the end, yep, I've tried it. Uh, I'm more than two apps, not for me. But maybe there's a way. I don't know. But that's definitely what I'm going to explore over the holiday break, going into next year and beyond. We'll keep us posted as you explore. This is it's fun to keep up with this because a lot of us have been using these for a long time, and you definitely bring a fresh set of eyes to these tools because, like you said, you have this decade-long sort of muscle memory with the uh, with the iPad. Mm-hmm. Looking yeah. forward to you buying a Mac Pro next year. This episode of Connected is made possible by our friends over at Memberful. You know, Federico, I'm a business owner. You're a business owner, mm-hmm. and Memberful has become an important part of both of our businesses, because with Memberful, we can sell memberships uh, to our audience and generate sustainable recurring income for our companies. I know that's been a huge deal for both Relay and Mac Stories over the last year, as advertising has been all over the place. Membership has really been this rock-solid thing for both of us. Memberful is what we chose years and years ago, and I am still so happy with that decision because it gives us the tools to run a membership program the way we want to. So optimize checkout, Apple Pay, the backend management stuff that both of us use, super easy to use, really cool analytics, free trials, gift subscriptions, you know, stuff we're doing right now for the holidays. Memberful has all of that stuff, and it has plugins for WordPress, MailChimp, Discord, basically anything you'd ever want to integrate with. You can now even send paid email newsletters directly through Memberful. So you can publish your content really easily. It's also hosted on a members-only website. So we've moved the Relay members newsletter to this, a backported all like, you know, four or five years worth of newsletters to it. And it's been fantastic. So I'm no longer paying a separate email service, right, to send things out. I can just do it all in Memberful. So if you're a content creator, a business owner, and you're looking to diversify your income and to give your audience an easy way to support you, go check out Memberful. You can get started for free at memberful.com connected. There's no credit card required to try it. That's memberful.com connected. 
Go see what it can do for your business. Our thanks to Memberful for their support of the show and literally all of Relay FM. Q&A time. All right. How do you want to do this? Yeah, we have this spreadsheet. Uh, since yesterday, we have had 202 things <laughs> added to this from people. Okay. We're not going to do all 202. I'm sorry. You and I have each selected some, so maybe we just alternate and you know we'll do this for a little while. Okay. So we've highlighted some that we both like, so why don't you pick one and then I'll pick one and... It's not really around Robin because there's just two of us. You know, it's a right. a flat Robin. It's yeah, it's been a good co-host to let the other talk. Really, it's a basic ba- podcasting one one. Okay, this comes from Zach in the Discord. If you have to pick one member of the Triple J to replace Mike, who would it be? So we have Jason <sighs> Snell, we have mm-hmm. John Voorhees, and we have James Thompson. John's been on the show the most. So to replace Mike, also let's consider who we are replacing. Okay. Right. So who replaces Mike? I mean, James kind of sounds like him. Okay, so James has the language advantage. Yeah. Right. Kind of sounds, although James sounds more British than Mike at this point. True. Um, You know, Mike and his vocal fry. Okay, so <laughs> James replaces Mike. And this is all really easy. John replaces you because you work together, and so yes. like, we still have the Mac stories and contingent. Jason replaces you. Yeah, because we both like old Macs. And space. And space. So, and uh, we so yeah. each have custom keyboards now. Right. Um, so, yeah, James is set to replace Mike in case of uh, hostile takeover. Uh, I think in that case, yeah, James Thompson would be Mike's replacement. Zach. Okay. Okay. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Here's another question from Zach. We'll just stay with Zach for a second. What would it take for Apple to actually excite and interest you about AR slash VR with their inevitable headset? We had other questions about this. Like, would you buy it? Would you buy it just because you had to talk about it, not because you actually wanted it? It's like, what do you think? Are you excited? Okay, so here's here's how here's how I see this. I am deeply skeptical that I, I need to phrase this in a way that well, you know what? Well, I don't care. I think most of the a lot of the sort of metaverse ideas mm. that we that we are seeing now. I think it's delusional to think that people will hang out more than two hours a day in a virtual world instead of seeing other people. And I think the sort of the pandemic is showing us how much people ultimately crave human contact. People, whether you like it or not, people want to see each other. People want to touch each other. You know, they, they want to see hey, each yo. other. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's what I mean. They're like people, they, 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 we are wired as human beings in a way to be social animals. Yeah, to connect. Uh, yes. Uh, hence the name of the show. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> so I, I think it's a bit delusional. Like what? Instead of cooking dinner, I'm just going to isolate myself from my family and my friends and be like, no, sorry, guys, I'm, I'm in the metaverse. <laughs> but 
So I'm very skeptical of that. But I think it's like every time I see these demos of actually useful AR applications, I'm like, yeah, that that is cool and useful and something that I would like to use ideally. Hmm. Um, like a few days ago, there was somebody on Twitter, I believe uh, Steve Transmith retweeted them. They had made a custom Snapchat lens to show you when, when you're on a train to show you information about the town or city you're passing by. It's like population, weather, you know, that kind of info. Like you're in Berlin, like you're in Viterbo, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, that was cool. Like imagine looking out the window, you're on a train and you get contextual information about the city that's there. And I see these applications for like you're at the supermarket, you're just looking at the label on a box of cereal and you get nutritional facts in front of your eyes. Like that's cool. I struggle to imagine that people are going to walk around places wearing visors. Um, It was one thing to say, you know, it was one thing to go from cell phones to smartphones. Objects that you hold... I think they do not cross a threshold of potential weirdness, like as a factor. Like, how much is this potentially weird as a thing to do socially and in public? Going from the cell phone, like Nokia cell phones to iPhones, kind of the same thing. You're holding something in your hand. But to go out there in public and and wearing something on your face, it's going to be weird, man. Like, let's face it, it's weird. But if they can figure out a way to make this small and extremely lightweight and fashionable and maybe integrated with your eyeglasses, I think it's got potential. I still feel very strange about it. Hmm. Like having a computer that can process anything you may be looking at, I think it's a it's gonna be a big barrier for people to accept going forward in a way that other devices when we were talking about them before they came out like when we were talking about the Apple Watch before it came out I remember us on this very show having all kinds of conversations like oh this is going to be so cool imagine like it's tracking your heart rate imagine with workouts imagine when you're out and about and you want to get directions on your wrist like we were talking about all these things but that's still something that you put on your wrist like the potential weirdness of it is relatively low. It's a watch with a display. Cool. But something on your face like that to me is still like the, the thing that 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 I that I think it's always funny is when I see this sort of Silicon Valley bros on Twitter be like, oh the future is AR. I wanna spend time in the metaverse all day. And I'm like, buddy. Do you have a social life? Do you have a family or friends? Do you have other people looking at you (laughs) or not? Or like, do you just hang out with your bros wearing headsets, you know, smoking cigars, whatever they do in Silicon Valley? I have no idea. (laughs) I think that's right. But like, are you surrounded by normal people also or just your other, you know, VC startup bros? So that for me is is the, the problem right now is it's cool. I want to see if it can become something that is socially and morally, to an extent, acceptable. 
Yeah, it is a big jump. And the 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 previous attempts, <clears throat> Google Glass, uh, have not gone well, right? It, it is a bigger move from something that is, that's just on your wrist. And even thinking about that, like... There are times where, like, you look at your Apple Watch because iMessage is coming in, and whoever you're with is like, oh, do you need to go, right? Like, there's still a little bit of cultural stuff around a watch that isn't completely broken just because the Apple Watch has been successful. Max wants to know, what will it take for Steven to play a Pokemon game? I have played Pokemon games before, like, you know, Game Boy when we were little Uh, and played them, but not recently. Okay, I thought you were going to say Pokemon Go. That doesn't count. No. I mean, like an actual, okay. And I've played, uh, what's the Pokemon game on the Switch? Switch Pokemon. Uh, I've played that with my kids. You know, walking around, getting you have? Pokemon. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Mainly because they didn't know what to do. Not not that I really knew what to okay. do. But. All right. Uh, can I ask another one? Sure. This is a fun one. This, this come from Maddie. From Discord also, I believe. Yes, Maddie is from Discord. Maddie wants to know, what do you do for fun outside of work? What do I do for fun? What is outside of work? No, I'm just kidding. Um, It's <laughs> 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 been a very yeah. busy year. <laughs> I mean, any, anyone who knows me, at least, like, it's not a surprise. Like, I enjoy bike riding. I like fishing. Uh, I like reading. I enjoy photography. So... Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy all those things, uh, but the simple things are also you know are just as important, right? Like taking the kids to the park or family picnic, just like time away from the computer is uh, is always fun. What about you? Collecting Pokemon cards. Well, so yeah, video games are are a huge part of my downtime. Uh, it does kind of bleed into work sometimes because of remaster or right. video game show on here on relay. But I still mostly and largely play video games for my personal enjoyment. Huge Pokemon fan myself. Um, um, I, I have all the consoles, thankfully, so I can pick and choose whatever I want to play. Right now, I'm going through this uh, game called Kina. Bridge of Spirits on PS5, really gorgeous, really fun game. Um, I enjoy. Uh, I'm not a huge book person, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm that guy. I'm not a book guy. I'm jealous of other book people. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, and I'm very jealous in a good way of Jason Snell, for example. I saw Jason say, "I'm going through my my eighth or ninth book in November." It's like, how how have you <laughs> read nine books in the in the same month? I probably read nine books in the past decade. So <laughs> it's it's something that I always aspire to be, but maybe I should just be honest with myself. I prefer reading articles on the web and I prefer li- listening to music. Yeah. Uh, listening to music with good equipment is one of my recent hobbies from, you know, for in, in adult life. I'm really happy with my setup. I do enjoy trying different headphones. I do enjoy spending some of my some of my money uh, on on this hobby. It's something that brings me a lot of joy, so to speak. Um, it's fun. And otherwise, you know, th- the simple things are good. Like you said, um, spending time with Sylvia, playing with my dogs. I like going to the mall, you know, now that we can again. It's a simple thing, but I like going to the mall with Sylvia and the dogs and just, you know, browsing, shopping around. Yeah, I like having drinks with friends and I like watching uh, junk TV. Like Big Brother, and that's a stuff. Like I, I, you do like junk things, TV. <laughs> I do. The simple things are 
simple, but they are important. Yes. So yeah. uh, Matt C. asks a technical question. You can have an iPhone with 50% more battery, but it's mm. portless. Would you take that trade? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm at the point where... Uh, yep. Fifty mm, percent more. Yeah, but no port. No port. If he had said double, maybe it's an easier trade. Double. So double the battery, but no port. Yeah, let's say double. That I think that makes it clearer which one you would want. So, my first reaction was yes. My only concern is I st- like there's nothing I do that requires a cable now. I mean, besides charging. Nothing I do requires a cable, but I would miss two things. One is, be- <laughs> and so I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to say no, ultimately because I wanna be able to plug in a <laughs> an external DAC. I'm sorry, I I need to be that guy. <laughs> I wanna be able to plug in my DAC via cable. Sure. And I wanna be able to install side loaded software via Alt Store. Mm. Uh, and I you're still think, on that scene huh oh yeah big time especially now that have you seen my tweets about the backing up my Game Boy cartridges from yesterday yes what is what is that device called it's amazing it's called the GB operator it's this little cartridge reader basically that lets you back up physical Game Boy cartridges so Game Boy Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance but not just that it lets you back up your saves uh, that's cool as well so I can now take my original save file from, say, Pokemon Yellow or Pokemon Ruby from 2003, and I can load that up in All Store, running on my iPhone, and I can continue playing from where I left off in the physical game on the iPhone. So that's cool. That is cool. So yeah, I keep the port. Yeah. I don't use a port for anything except CarPlay. And again, I'm going to review this uh, wireless CarPlay adapter that's been sitting on my desk for a while. So maybe that would change my mind. But I also don't have... You know, a lot of new cars have wireless charging pads in them. I don't have that. So I would need to like retrofit that in for long trips. But other than the car, like that's literally the only time I plug my phone in. I mean, I guess on occasion, one thing that is nice about charging with a cable is you can do fast charging, right? So like if you're really in a tight spot it's going to be faster than than wireless or magsafe charging mm. but that's not very often the 13 pro max is basically a two-day phone for me like it can be very easily the battery life's ridiculous but yeah, i don't know i don't know marlis from discord she wants to know if you could get away with stealing one segment from another show <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> I like Q and A's. <laughs> this is fun. Um, so you know, maybe we take uh, take ass upgrade. Job. <laughs> Those are my lasers. I would steal. I want to say upstream from upgrade. Mm. You know, Jason has a as a standalone show for that. He doesn't need that segment on upgrade anymore. It's got it's got the the, the, the standalone show on relay yeah, for downstream. entertainment. It's got downstream. We can do we can do upstream. We can take that. We can steal that. And Mike would still be able to talk about it because he's on this show too. You know when he's not exactly. On vacation. So when you think when you think about it, 
connected is the actual actually is the optimal place for upstream. Mm. Jason can keep doing his standalone show. Mike can keep talking about it. But now you and I can bring on our our you know uh, industry entertainment industry expertise. <laughs> do, in, do we have that the picture? Shut up! This doesn't matter right now. I'm just <laughs> justifying the stealing <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. So, uh, that's really so, good. Okay, let's uh, let me scroll through here. Uh, BG asks, what are your scheduling slash time management strategies? Do you ah. open your to-do app? Do you start going down the mm. list? Do you put everything on your calendar? Like, this is a common question. Like, how do you divide calendar, uh, calendar events and tasks to complete? So I have, so I don't know if this answers the question, but, uh, I think I mentioned this before. I, uh, updated how I sort of schedule my days and manage my time uh, this year, a couple of months ago, I still uh, follow that approach, which is, uh, I think some people would probably call this time blocking, which is I've basically allocated like certain blocks of my day to certain types of work. And it's the same schedule every week. Of course, I make modifications if necessary. Like I, I can be flexible, I can make adjustments. But roughly speaking, I know that, for example, on Monday morning from 11 to 1 p.m., it's writing time. Or that, you know, Tuesday morning, it's admin time and research time. Like I try to follow that strategy. And then when I do, I, so if it's writing time, I have a writing smart list in reminders and I go in there and I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to be writing now? And so uh, I use that combination of trying to keep some kind of sort of office schedule and um, checking out what's in my list of things to do in my task manager. Uh, so for me, I, I only put things on my calendar that blocks of time. So like recording connected and editing connected are, you know, each a couple hours on my schedule every Wednesday. But I also have a lot of tasks to do today that sort of, for me, tasks sort of fill in the gaps between, you know, podcast recordings, meetings, appointments, that sort of thing. And so for me, almost everything ends up in a, like I also have a task for like edit and publish connected. So I'll check that off, you know, in a few hours when the show goes up. For me, the calendar is more about making sure nothing else interrupts when I'm supposed to be doing something, if that makes sense. Hmm. But there's no right or wrong answer to this, I don't think. Like, I know a lot of people who just manage everything on their calendar, right? If they've got a something due, they just put it on the calendar for that day. But I like my to-do lists. Okay, let's see. Um, this was a good one. Justin wants to know. Uh-oh. <laughs> Justin is an agent of chaos. <laughs> yes, Justin is. Uh, do you know how to drive stick? I do. I have a fun, I have a fun story for, for everybody here. Um, so a few weeks ago, <laughs> I was waiting for Sylvia. She had a doctor's appointment. Um, I was just waiting for her in the car outside uh, with the dogs. And I was, the dogs were, you know, in the backseat. I was just minding my own business, getting some work done on my iPad Pro. And I was there, very chill, like it was a rainy day, so the rain was falling by. I was in my car, the dogs were sleeping, I could hear Ginger snore. And at some point, bang, I hear that. And I turn, 
and a lady <laughs> just crashed her car trying to back up oh, no. from her parking spot into another car. Oh, so they didn't hit you. They hit another parked car. Another car. And so now, so that was very awkward, right? Because I was like, okay, what do I do now? Right. I've obviously heard and seen this person. Right. You're a witness. Right. <laughs> I am a witness. So just, do I just play it cool, pretend that I, like, I have my headphones on or something? Um, or do I go out and offer to help her and see what's happening? So um, so I decide for the letter, right? So I open the door like, hey, you, you, I said you bumped into that, the other car. So thankfully... Uh, I don't know how, but it was it, literally just a scratch. And I like I, I polished the other car with my hands. Like, okay, that's fine. There was like no big damage or anything. Mm-hmm. But this girl, she was like in her 20s or something. Uh, she was like, hey, she was like kind of panicking. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. Don't worry. She was like, can you, can you back up for me? Like, can you drive my car and back up for me? Because I can't do it. And so I, I I look at her car, I look at the shift. It's like, is that an automatic car? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. I only know how to drive manual, like <laughs> stick. Like I cannot do. I'm. If you let me do, if you make me do this, I probably do even more damage because I don't know how to use a car without what's it called a clutch. Yeah. Um. Uh, or without a stick. It's like I am gonna. I was like, I tell you what. Why don't you go the other way around? I am going to remove my car so you can go the other way around. Oh, okay. And you, and you don't have to back up. So that's what I did. I preferred to move and go somewhere else than to have, you know, to try and use her hmm. automatic car. I mean, you just like I, select the gear you want and go. It's, it's I, easy. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird to do it without a clutch. Hmm. No, 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 no. Not for me. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I, sorry. Can, I can drive stick, but I've never owned... A manual shift car. All of my cars have always been automatics. Just kind of a bummer. I've always wanted. It just hasn't ever happened. Uh, but I haven't driven a stick probably in like four years. But I could do it if I needed to. Uh, Justin asked another another chaos question. Maybe we we end the show with this one. Since Mike isn't here, what's your most hot take about him? Oh yes. Okay. Okay. So first of all, I think here's here's a, a proposal, a formal proposal, Stephen. Okay. Why don't we keep reusing this amazing list of questions also next week? Like we got so many that I feel like I want to answer. Yeah, we can do a Q and A section next week. Yeah. Yeah, we and I mean we we we'll still have so we have like fifty more that we'd like to get to. My most hot, my hottest take. Yeah. About Mike. I feel like you know how he likes to have this this wild, busy home screens and wallpapers with all kinds of colors. Yeah, I think he does that mostly to prove a point and to 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 have him look different. I don't think mm. I don't think those home screens are actually good. I think he does it so because he knows that we get upset and that we get sort of emotional about those. That's good. But I don't think if that if that sort of sort of if that mechanic wasn't in place of us being like, oh, look at your home screen. It's like, I don't think he would do it. Hmm. I think he would have a gradient wallpaper, like a color or something. Because I mean, he must see that those home screens are too busy. So I think it does it 
for the show of it. Interesting. That's 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 pretty hot, man. Mm. What 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 about you? I'm gonna go a little more personal. He's not here. Oh, okay. I think he's too precious about his beard. <laughs> Every year what? we plan the podcastathon, right? Like it's it's gonna be here again before we what? know it. And every year it comes up. We have all these meetings planning, right? Like hours and hours of planning, which is fantastic. I love the team we work with, but it's a lot. And every year it comes up, hey, if we raise X amount of money, maybe Mike shaves his beard, you know, the way that I have the last few years during the podcastathon. And he won't do it. He has made an identity around his beard in a way that was maybe cool in like 2013 or 2014. But in 2021, it's just like a little tired. I know that I'm one to like, you know, I like mixing up my look. I'll cut my hair. I'll grow it out. have a beard. Right now, I just have a mustache again. Like, I like mixing it up. And he's kind of been the same. He's kind of been stuck in the beard rut. And I think he needs a little bravery to try to mix it up some. Oh, my God. To be fair, so to to, to play... Mike's advocate, I guess. I, okay. I guess Mike is the devil in this in this case. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have tried to shave my beard. I did shave my beard in during the first lockdown. I remember. Yeah. I'm never gonna do it again. I looked like an overgrown child. You know, like no. Do you think you think Mike has like a baby face under there? I think it does because I know that I do. And I think we're in the same situation here. It's just <laughs> never gonna do it again. Like I would rather like be I've been bald before, right? Mm -hmm. When I, you know I've been bald, but honestly, I would rather consider putting on like a fake beard rather than like a toupee or something for my hair. Like I, without a beard, that would just be so bad. So if so it, let me ask a follow-up. So if the time comes and you you lose your hair. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, not due to medication, but like, you know, Matt Alexander, his hair yeah, fell yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. But Matt rocks the bald plus beard, which I think really works for him. I think that's my goal eventually. Like I know you it's think that's your future at some point. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. a strong look. Yeah. But I'm just saying Mike needs to get out of his shell a little bit. That's what I'm saying. My my plan is no hair, long beard, neck tattoo. <laughs> That's my strong look for my mid-30s, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're coming up on you quick. Yeah. Wow. Well, this was fantastic. We'll get to some more of these. I mean, there's All like... Right. Now there's 203 in here. Yeah. Just keep they, they keep adding them as we talk. If you want to find uh, links to stuff we spoke about, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 374. If you want to hear a longer version of the show with no ads, you can become a member. Right now, we're running a, a sale on annual memberships, 22% off until December 17th. GiveRelay.com. GiveRelay.com. It's nice, short, and sweet, right? I couldn't believe that that URL was available, by the way. I was stunned that it was that it was free. You can find us online. Uh, Federico is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. But most of the time, he's just hanging out on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. -I -I. Uh, Federico, anything cool coming up on Mac Stories we should look out for? 
Uh, I keep saying Maxori selects, so I've already said that. That's Where is it? Where are the trophies, come. man? It's That's, December. Uh, they are being manufactured, and they mm. will be shipped to John's house soon. So yeah. that's coming up. And uh, you know what is coming up? Issue 300 of Maxory's Weekly. Whoa. This Friday. And there's going to be a special story from me, something that I haven't done in a while. And we're bringing back someone special just for issue 300. Is it me? So, no, it's not you. You're not special. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm just like thinking about people who used to work for you and wondering who it is. So we'll see. It's going to be awesome. That's cool. 300. That's wild to me. 300. Yeah. Yeah. You can find uh, me on Twitter as ISMH. I'm on a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. And uh, go check out the 512 Pixels channel on YouTube. I just put a new video up this week about voices of macOS. That was a lot of fun. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week. They are Indeed, Bombus, Squarespace, and Memberful. Until next time, Federico, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Bye, y'all.